0: Hello you gorgeous law, and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast. How are you? Elaine here. Hope you're all doing well. I am feeling much better than I have been for the last few weeks. Um, you will hear my voice still croaking away in today's episode. Um, but yes, definitely on the mend. And speaking of today's episode... I chat with the brilliant super talented and lovely human being that is Lisa Kennedy some of you listeners may know Lisa from her own podcast uh, show the bra and the brave um, and you will know that she is uh she is passionate about people's stories and their passions which is it's a really brilliant um, podcast series and I suggest if you haven't listened to it, go and find it because it's just wonderful and it's also got lots of lovely brilliant Scottish words in it that you get to hear either Lisa say or her guests say. So it's just really lovely. And we talk about so much today. We talk about the importance of art, um, the importance of arts, the arts. We talk about uh, how we... Are inspired by the people that we get to talk to. We talk about uh, Lisa's pathway through the industry uh, that has led her to this really exciting point. We also discuss uh, Lisa's poetry and I have linked the poem that Lisa wrote for International Women's Day in the show notes of today's episode. It's another great episode with another great human being and I know that you're going to love it. Remember to like, download, subscribe, review, review, review the episodes. Help us with that old algorithm. It really does, it honestly really does make a difference. And for those of you who are being absolute, wonders and supporting Persistent and Nasty. Once again, thank you so very, very much. And if you would like to support us, keep us going, the podcast, the advocacy work, the coffee mornings, you can become a persistent pal or a nasty hero. All details are in the show notes of the episode or you can donate us the price of a cup of coffee if you so wish. Again, we know how tough times are right now so your continued support is... Overwhelming, wonderful, and we are truly, truly grateful for it all. You can follow us on all social media: Twitter at persistent nasty, Instagram at persistent and nasty, Facebook persistent and nasty. I do say all social media and never say TikTok, mainly because I haven't done the TikToks. We do or we did have a TikTok account. It may have gone due to. Lack of activity. Um, so I will endeavour. Will I endeavour to set up a TikTok? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not TikTok. You can also send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com You can follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram and I am at ElaineStirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. Instagram? Instagram. Oh, for today's episode, I think because my throat's still a bit sore, I'm thinking a hot toddy. I'm thinking something with a little bit of spice. I'm thinking warmth, heat. So, you know, maybe you... Oh, a Bloody Mary. I don't actually like a Bloody Mary because it's tomato juice and not a fan. But I know many people who do and the Tabasco is always good, right? Um... Or, you know, you can just always have a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. As people who do podcasts, I'm like, I'm not recording my face.
1: No, thanks. I mean, it's bad enough when, you know, you go into the Zoom and then you can see yourself and you're like, <laughs> oh, right. Okay, sorry. Sorry, whoever's having to have a conversation with me today. Before you I came was... on there, I was fear fixing my fringe because I had this big gap in it. And because the cameras flipped around, I was like struggling to find where it was. And I was like... <laughs> Just leave it alone. Just leave it.
0: Um, You're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Thanks. Right back Lisa Kennedy, (laughs) welcome to the Persistent and Nasty podcast.
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much. I'm
0: so honoured to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, it's an honour to have you. Um, For people who don't know who you are, how dare they? Um, But uh, Lisa is choreographer and you have so many titles that I'm scared I'm going to miss them. But the main one is uh, you're also the host of your own incredible... podcast which is called the bra and the brave gorgeous scottish word bra is one of my favorites i've got i do have many though i do have me many too, me too wish is up there <laughs> that's a good gin Aye, that is a good
1: gin weashed is one of my favorites i like it because it doesn't sound like too harsh do you know what i mean so if you need somebody to be quiet you're not going to say shut up because that's quite rude but um wished is quite nice <laughs> yeah wished is great i love it um <laughs> I do a lot of uh, facilitating in workshops
0: with children, and wished a good one because they just find it really funny. Correct, but they I also they <laughs> Also, they also um, know they need to be quiet, but they're like, "Oh, well, that was kind of funny." <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, many Scottish words as
1: well. I love "glake" it. <sighs> Uh, yeah. And we've had, it's come up in the podcast because the, the very last question that I ask everyone on the, Brawn the Brave is what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? And that has come up quite a few times. And people are like, you can't really describe it. Like, you probably just need to like hold up a picture of somebody looking like it. <laughs> in a glaikit moment. <laughs> and then you're like, yep, yeah, yeah. Usually pictures of me to be fair. I'm not a very I'm, I've discovered in my career as a dancer and then choreographer when people like to pap you as your mid motion. I often look glaikit in a in a action shot. I'm like, don't get me moving. I need to pose. <laughs> and then I need to check the photo afterwards. Let me just pause in this moment and then do it. Yeah. I okay. need to veto any of the really glaikit photos that appear of me. <laughs>
0: um as everybody can hear i'm still ill happy days bless Um, you i know it's uh, a well apparently it's not covid i've tested like four times but okay just got lucky it's just there's just so much of it going about so this is true and it's not shifting anyway forgive my voice uh She's very lovely and husky. So, it's right, all so good. go with lovely and husky. I will no doubt mute myself numerous times to cough. <laughs> to hear that.
1: You can also and, mute me as well if you like, if I'm rabbiting on. Absolutely not. I'm actually
0: really excited. I was like, I said to uh, a friend who was like, because oh, today's actually my birthday.
1: <laughs> Shut the front door. Yeah. I it.
0: Yeah. And they're like, Happy oh, birthday. Thanks very much. And they're like, What are you doing for your birthday? I went, Well, I'm getting to oh, chat to sake. a lovely human being. <gasps> And then I'm going to work. I'm, sorry.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: No. And then <laughs> I was like, but I'm not well. So I'm like, oh. And I went, but the bonus of knowing that somebody who else, someone else that hosts a podcast is, I know you'll just chat. I don't have the worry about.
1: no pressure. I'll just play the
0: I'm like great. So she sit back. I'll just great. talk. I can talk for Scotland. Talk until I can kind of ask a question here or there, and then it'll be great because we know so what true. that. We know what it.
1: Is. I know the drill. I know the drill.
0: Gosh, I can't believe it's your birthday. That's so cool. Many happy returns. Oh, thanks very much. Um, I actually wasn't going to say anything, but there we go. I've said it now. Anyway, so it's my birthday. It's about me. Uh, <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> uh, Lisa, for those people who don't know you, give us a back-potted history of you. Potter's history, Lisa
1: Kennedy, how you found yourself in this industry? Oh, wowzers! Okay, so 40 and a half years ago. No, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have always danced, danced as a young person, loved it idolised my dance teacher still every time I see Shania Twain this is such a weird thing I think of a dance teacher she's just for me Shania Twain and my dance teacher are the same person oh really I think I told her that eventually as an adult I sent her an email once just been like do you know that I still dance and I, every time I see Shania Twain I don't know if she took that as a compliment but I definitely think of it I mean like, I have you seen Shania Twain? I'm- I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was my dance teacher, Rosalind Dow. She was just amazing. Um. But yeah, did, didn't necessarily think that I was going to go into a career in the arts. And um. In a past life, did an English degree because that was a quick, I kind of, I don't know. I was just, I I tended to be quite good at English, um, and through other pathways of thinking, I was going to go and do optometry and psychology and lots of things. I found English and did that for a while, but all the while still dancing, um, and through the B A T D, which is like the British Association of Teachers of Dance, uh, became a dance teacher. And then when I was um, still at uni, still dancing and stuff, and then ended up becoming a professional cheerleader so pro cheerleader for four years yeah Uh, I was in the Scottish Rockettes which was just amazing I loved it so many amazing experiences and one of those experiences um, I got to go to Pro Dance which is the uh, convention in America that all the NBA and NFL squads go to every Uh year to basically learn all the routines so we went twice I went to Miami and then I went to Palm Springs and it changed my life like I still Mm. think about it on, on a daily basis like no joke it was just amazing because you were thrown in the deep end I'm sandwiched between like a Laker and a Miami Dolphin, and here's me. I think we were the only non-American, non-Canadian troupe that were there, and you know we just all split up and went to different uh, lectures and dance. Basically, to learn loads of dance routines and then perform them. Anyway, I was in the Rockets for four years. Finished up at the Rockets, had a year out. Uh, all the while, by this point, I'm teaching and mostly teaching dance. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say I was choreographing as many production at that, productions at that point, but definitely had a want and need to to do choreography. You know, I was half. You know, I love performing and have performed up to very recently, just before the pandemic. But um, I'm quite happy to be in the background. I love teaching people. I love sharing um, that creative experience. Um, so yeah, so slowly but surely, kind of delved into choreography, um, and then started my own dance troupe called the Kennedy Cupcakes, which is a 1940s, 1950s inspired dance troupe. And we had the most amazing adventures, me and my pals, basically me and my best pals, um, dressing up in in costumes and going to lovely events. Um, I mean, lovely people, and just kind of keeping that era of music uh, and song and dance alive, which was lovely. Um, And all the while working for scottish dance traditions which i was the dancer in residence for that company it was supposed to it was like a funded post that was supposed to be a year and a half and it ended up there six years and again had a lot of amazing experiences there basically my job was to try and keep scottish dance alive and kicking so it was taking kaylee and fusing it with other styles to make kaylee cool in the inverted commas by the way kids kaylee is cool Mm -hmm. but it (laughs) it is kaylee is cool and it is the
0: hardest you will ever work on a dance floor I
1: know totally it's it's like brittle like people pure, if you don't keep it with a couple of bruised ribs or something, honestly, I honestly think right. people are a bit
0: like oh Kayleys are so twee I'm like oh. have you been to an actual Kayleys a rammy. <laughs> and is an actual Rami another brilliant Scottish word? Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't actually know if it is, it's Rami as a Scottish word, but when we okay, use it in that yeah, sense, we'll just take it, we'll have it. <laughs> yeah. um, I used to remember like Dash and White Sargent's my favorite. Yes, that's a good gin. Um, and I think it's because for most of us, and I think this still happens at schools, primary schools in Scotland, you get you got taught. Yes
1: traditional quote-unquote dancing yes kaylee dancing um oh, it's, still, it's definitely just happened they call it social dancing social all dancing dan- oh i'm like all dancing is social but anyway yeah, I <laughs> oh, it, can be. <laughs> uh, yeah it was always p6 and p7 you had to yes. do it and obviously
0: by that point like boys don't want to hold girls oh, hands this is the
1: bane of my life they keep giving you their sleeve yeah. Which I'm like, I'm not doing for this. So I used to crack up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm not traumatised because we did it at high school as well and I never got picked, ever. And I always ended up having to dance for the teacher. No even kidding. So I don't know how then I've, 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 I've come to love Kaley dancing because I think i would be quite traumatised because uh, yeah, I never ever got picked. But hey, look at me now. know <laughs> how <laughs> the Kaley dances. But yeah, just like keeping that, like So going into schools, my remit was in Club Manningshire, so I was based out there and um, just working in schools and with community groups, and fusing Scottish dance with other styles, like we were doing, I don't know, uh, some hip-hop and we were taking Bollywood influences and, and Sal-San and putting it all together. And it was great fun, um, and about Highland as well and stuff. So that was amazing. You know, I got a load of opportunities. I ended up co-choreographing a piece for the Commonwealth Games handover ceremony in Glasgow. So when they were over in... India we were in Glasgow in the fruit market doing a piece there which was amazing and they brought a choreographer over from India Pratap Shetty and we got to do a fusion piece and that was a great job and then of course like a lot of things they lost their funding and they closed entirely and I was like what am I going to do now but luckily by that point I'd kind of built up a bit of a CV and was doing a lot of freelance work in the evenings as well as working full time and just kind of bit the bullet and decided to go freelance full time and that was 2011 and I'm still freelance now which I am very grateful for I'm very privileged I know to be in that position to be able to still work and do what Mm -hmm. I love to do Um, and my job now is very varied in terms of choreography and teaching dance and um, I've got a lot of good people in my life that keep asking me to come back which is really really nice of them so thank you <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> so that's is that it, I don't know if I've, I think I've, I've covered most spaces there
0: <laughs> you have you've covered I mean I've got so many questions I talk very kind of um, fast as
1: well so apologies
0: I don't see I, I was like oh. are, are you here? Scottish people we talk fast I
1: don't, people are gonna have to like
0: put the slow like the playback slow <laughs> <on me. laughs> really slow I yeah. think it's because it's always either cold or wet and if you meet, <laughs> so when you meet people outside, you talk really quickly so that you can get it over and done with and get in the house.
1: That's so true. <laughs> my, my pal, I remember like when we used to go to the dancing and she lived like across the road from me, right? So her and I lived, this is where I lived with my parents, and um, we'd get out the taxi after the night out at Hamilton Palace or whatever. And uh, she'd like want to chat. And it was always, and I hate being cold. Like, it actually makes me feel sick. I think I've maybe got, I don't know, I think I've maybe got a wee touch of Raynard's. Like, I go very cold and, like, cannot heat up, like, my fingers, my nose, my toes. Anyway, side note. And she would want to chat, like, on the wall outside her house, and I would literally be like, no and she'd get really annoyed with me like she'd want to stand and chat and i'm like no like say what you need to say we need to get in the house it's three o'clock in the morning and it's freezing and i think i've ever, ever since i'm like yeah i think i must speak fast because i used to like try and just hurry her up so we could get in how <laughs> you do this let's go no, it's too cold. so you're from hamilton i'm
0: from bell's hill are you from bell's hill that's where i was born
1: Shut the front door. In the maternity.
0: In the maternity, Me yep.
1: too? yeah. It's not even there anymore. It's flats now. I'm literally like two minutes like a stone's throw away for the where you were born.
0: Yeah. I was born oh, yeah. there. So um just a side note for everybody listening. Uh yeah, when I was when I was little, I lived um well, where were we were very first Oh a uh, uh, Hamilton. So I was in like the old flats that are just—they're not even there anymore. Either across from uh, what used to be the Volvo garage, like just down from like the tax building. we yes. Old flats. They are. And then I
1: lived in Blantyre or Blantyre. Yeah, I did the Blanto Panto this year. Did you? Yeah, I choreographed that for the first time. It was amazing. Oh, brilliant. I, I really
0: need to get myself along because every time I see pictures from it, I'm like, that's just like... Looks- it was
1: so good. And I was so impressed with the Blantyre people, like how they came out in force. Like they totally supported and got behind it. Like every, like honestly every performance I was at I was like geez oh this is brilliant and it was like it was just so much fun to work on but I so it looks like parental. an absolute
0: joy it looks like an absolute joy because I did see Gary Lamont's stories when he had to step in
1: well um, so I got the phone call and I missed it thank the lord because because <laughs> Ryan had phoned me and I, I was getting my boiler checked and so I was like oh I'll answer the phone and then when the guy left, I went upstairs and answered the phone and I was like, he was like, hello. And I was like, hiya. And he was like, oh, you were nearly Daisy the Coup. <laughs> I was like, thank goodness for everybody that it was Gary Lamont and not me. <laughs> I think he just thought, well, you'll know what she does because obviously you've choreographed it. I'm like, no, no, me is not an actor. I don't think <laughs> I need a couple of more lessons before I'd set up on stage. <laughs> so yeah, so thanks for ev- thank uh, thankful for everybody. Um, Yeah, it was Gary Lamont. Yeah. An actual professional actor, but <laughs> not me.
0: Indeed, a very, a very good professional actor. And uh, I believe a guest on your podcast as well.
1: Yes, totally. We've never met in real life like like us, you know, it's one of these yeah. things. That was during the pandemic. So I remember he had to like dig out his like clothes horse and all that and put like a duvet over his head. <laughs> he was pure sweating. <laughs> the joys it's, of keeping podcasts joy- alive during the pandemic. The
0: joys of keeping podcasts. I mean, I bought sound shields, which are nobody can see right now, but are just surrounding the back of the laptop. Yes, well,
1: (laughs) I'm in the Broad Brave Cave, as you can see. You
0: are in the Broad Brave Cave. I love
1: it. I need to keep the door ajar, though, sometimes because it does get hotter than the sun. So (laughs) (laughs) it's so well insulated. You have done a great job on it. I (laughs)
0: have. We're going to come to 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 the podcast in a little minute, but I want to kind of go back to like what it was like being a cheerleader, first of all, like that experience, because obviously that's not a um it's not part of our culture in Scotland no in fact in the UK really um but obviously it started to become more and more popular um and just was that just like did you just happen to find yourself there as a dancer and were like this is amazing
1: yeah it was quite early on and like I hadn't done much performing as a professional really at that point um bits and bobs but I think I just saw the advert somewhere and and kind of plucked up the courage to go and I remember we, you know I remember where the audition was it was in Glasgow in a, I think it was LA Fitness it was called it was a gym and I remember sitting outside in the car and um my then it was my boyfriend at the time who became my husband um he was like you know going, and I could just see all these girls going in and they just look so glamorous and I just was not like that at all it Still not very glamorous at all, and it was just like, no, what? What am I thinking? So, anyway, went and kind of plucked up the courage. I don't think I knew anybody. I think I maybe recognised a few people when I was there, but I didn't certainly didn't know anybody that was going. Um, and it was a series of like you know different kind of workshops and different things, and then you were learning this routine. Do you remember the film Honey about oh. with Jessica Alba? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. the last song uh, this, that it was that it was that song. Okay. I believe. Which I loved. I'm going to need to go and listen to it, but I I, know, I don't, don't want to yeah. sing it because you'll know, like, copyright and you know that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I could give you a rendition. You can maybe. give me 15 seconds as long as it's below 15 Remember seconds. Was, I okay. believe I can, I believe yes. I will. That one, that one. It was pure and good, we went right? over the 15 seconds, so nobody can give us in. Great. I, see, I didn't know that was a rule, right? I just, I just avoid it all, of course. I'm like, don't sing it, don't do it, don't <laughs> <me> say anything. <laughs> so it was that one. Uh, and I was, I was terrible. I was so bad like I was great in the class then the minute we were getting auditioned oh my god I was absolutely guff so um I was convinced like I wasn't getting in and then they were they basically came up with two squads so like a veteran squad people that had been in it before and then the rookies and they were going to kind of come up through the ranks anyway I I got in (laughs) and I was like why did you just let me in and they were like obviously we were watching you the whole day And we we knew you could dance like you were just obviously stressing about the audition thing. And I think I've always been like that. I remember at primary school, like they used to put me up for like song competitions, like singing competitions, and I used to just totally choke when it came to the actual thing. Do you know what I mean? But beforehand, it was I was absolutely fine. Um, But anyway, you had to re audition every year to to get in the rocket. So. so it was a bit of pressure there, obviously, because once you're in it, I loved it and, you know, and I met so many great people and had great friends and we were getting to perform at Hamden and obviously we were performing at the basketball every week cause we cheered for the rocks at the time. um, But we would do, like, stuff for Rangers and Celtic and we would do, like, then uh, just events like charity balls and stuff. So it was, like, things that I'd never had experienced before, you know. So it was great. um, And, yeah, so I had four years there. And, yeah, I mean, great times, obviously, you know, difficult times as well being a dancer and injuries and worrying about what you look and like Mm. and comparing yourself to other people and that's not a slight on anybody that was in the trip that's just a personal thing and I'm sure um well I know for sure because even friends that were in it at the same time say the same thing like you just put yourself you would do a, a calendar every year and there was a pressure that you put on yourself to look amazing and it's yeah. not it's, it's it's
0: this industry it's society and then I think this industry as in the arts so whichever mm. part of the arts that you're in there's then an added pressure about yeah. how
1: you look totally totally and um, I always felt a wee bit sometimes we'd go to events and you know the outfit obviously was like you know a crop top and your midriff was it and the, the joy of every week was trying to like Get your belly to be the same colour as your tan tights. <laughs> <laughs> I was like pure Billy Wally. You're we like, oh great, we had these like pure Miami like tan tights. You we were like, great. I need to get the crozots now to like match <laughs> everything <laughs> so like sun kissed. Um, but yeah, I remember sometimes like being at events and uh, worrying that I was being judged by. Anybody was there going like, oh, these wee dancers or what do they think? And that's that's just on me because nobody ever said anything to me personally. But I don't know, something about the, now that when we were doing the cupcakes, you know, and the cupcakes have been together for like 12, 13 years. I never, ever felt that. And I just don't know if it was because it's a different vibe, you know, we've not got midriffs out and we've not got hot pants on. and You think as well maybe
0: because like that kind of idea of sport, has a really patriarchal vibe to it it's possibly a, like yeah. in a dominated world up until more recently like I wonder if there's
1: something there in that like just you know yeah of course I mean as I say like I never had any like terrible experiences with anybody personally coming up and saying anything or um I always felt like you know certainly within our World of like the, you know the teams that we supported and stuff like we were very respected, but um, but yeah, and maybe just because I was really young and just cu- yeah getting to know who I was and what I wanted, who I wanted to be or who I was and uh, what I thought was acceptable, or um, but you know I I do not regret any of that time. Like I learned so much um from everybody that I worked with and all the experiences that I had. Like I can't thank them enough for for that. It really taught me a lot of stuff about. And just about dance in general, just pushing myself and choreography. I mean, those experiences at pro dance, like they, like I say, they changed my life. And it's so lovely. I saw um, so these two choreographers, their husband and wife, Nappy Tabs. They they call themselves because it's Napoleon and Tabitha Demo. I feel like I've heard of that. Even I've heard of them. So <laughs> yes, you will have because they now choreograph for everybody, including like so they did like J Lo's. Like um, I think they did the her Vegas show. Like they're always working with JLo. Um and they just. Produced some stuff at the Oscars That they do there uh, okay. And I'd messaged them a while back Just saying like I don't know if you remember And like I'd sent a picture of us with them And he, I think it was um, I think it was Napoleon that got back saying I totally remember you girls Because obviously we were the only non-American Comedians there so they probably did stand out A of. thumb and I was like god How amazing like all those years ago They were teaching choreography and they were amazing then And now they are like you know, still killing it and producing the Oscars. And just, yeah, it's, amazing. Yeah, it's so inspiring to see people just, you know, doing what they love and continuing yeah. to do that. And also, as you say, like, as kind of a young group of women from
0: Scotland and you're like it over the, in America at mm. pro dance and these predominantly uh, a kind of sport that is really American.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they were all kitted out. I mean, like, they were all sponsored to the High Hills. You know, you could sense the amount of respect and, and wealth and money and, and energy that was behind, you know, and we had all, like, I think we'd all, like we'd about four outfits with this kind of thing, and that was more outfits than we'd ever had because we would always just wear the, the signature Rockettes look. um, But it really stepped, I felt like it stepped up our game, like, going there. I think we came back so energised, and then, obviously, we, we taught the, the rest of the troop the routines, and, um, yeah, what a privilege to be there. It really was, as I say, I can't, thank the Rockets enough for that opportunity
0: I think I probably saw you at a Scotland game like a football game probably probably
1: yeah yeah. we we also did some rugby as well like we used to uh, dance the Glasgow Warriors
0: oh yeah Uh
1: as well and then we'd do stuff like yeah like so many great opportunities you know and like stuff that just I'm not my family are not into football or sport full stop so I'd never really been to any stadiums or you know and I remember we did a thing with the Lisbon Lions and, and everybody was like going mental and I was like, sorry, what is this? You'll need to you'll need to catch me up. Like it was crazy. It was such a great time. So um I've learned, I've taken that all that with me for sure. All the learning for sure.
0: Amazing. And obviously you do your own teaching and your freelance stuff that mm. you were talking about. And just like being a freelancer over the last few years, I think for everybody, no matter what country you're in, it's been really tricky. Um and but luckily you're still being a freelancer, which is great. <laughs> Yes,
1: but it has been tricky. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've mean, i been very lucky and I I did have work during the pandemic. Um, so I'm very grateful for that because I know the struggle for, for so many and some people have just not been able to get back into it for various reasons. Oh, I can't hear you.
0: Because I muted myself to cough and Sorry. then forgot to unmute myself. Carry on. Professional. Hi there, hi there. Coming back. You're back hi, back hi. in the room. Hi, <laughs> No, she like, said something really really important. i can't hear i mean i'm not I'm, no i think no i think what i was thinking the saddest part about it is the people that haven't come back to the industry and like what whatever part of it you are because it's something that was already really vicarious then just got highlighted as even more vicarious and i think probably as much as lots of us don't want to admit it the older that we do get the kind of like is this sustainable like
1: can I live my life like that yeah yeah absolutely I mean I I, I'm very aware of my privilege you know and like I have a very supportive network around me Mm. um I have parents that I know you know would uh, and have looked out for me do you mean like Mm. I'm not on my own I you know and I'm lucky enough to have a roof over my head and there's so much privilege here. Um, So my struggle is very minimal in terms of like, you know, coming out of the pandemic and stuff. But yeah, it was a crazy worrying time. And I think just somebody who is creative every day and gets paid to be creative. It was just really worrying that that wouldn't be my job anymore. Mm -hmm. Like... I felt like I was going to have to start again. Yeah, and being older, do you know what I mean like now, I'm like oh gosh, like finding no, that I, energy. I'm,
0: I, I am, I am really grateful that I've always really had the chance to facilitate and teach and and do all that. I couldn't do it in a school like a secondary school. I'm just not. I'm not like the curriculum alone. Like wouldn't it just wouldn't work for me? Like that's not how my brain works either because it's like what you said about you want to teach the the skills and the craft yes which is you are I suppose at school but it's also it's really constrained in what you can do yeah Um, people say
1: all the time would you be a really good teacher I'm like nope no, thank you. Like, they people, like, wear capes. <laughs> do you know what I mean, they yeah. are amazing because I haven't, you know, I'm, I don't do as much work in schools now as I used to. I did a project for years which was amazing called uh, Max in the Middle. It was for NHS Fourth Valley Health Board and it was going into schools working with P67s um, and basically we got the that, the one class for the full week. So, it, you know, everything else was out the window and we were just doing max in the middle and it was health and wellbeing. so we looked at mental health and we made food on a Tuesday um we did workout out Wednesday it was tremendous it was so great so many boxes ticked e, you know easy loving it um and like yeah like that teachers would say like oh you'd be really good to teach." I'm like nope like you guys are amazing like I get to come in do the fun stuff and then I get to leave and also there's somebody there that will do all the discipline stuff and deal with parents and all the paperwork and. Um. so yeah I, I love my job I love going in and having those creative moments and letting people step out their comfort zone and try stuff but I don't have to do all the other bits and bobs that you amazing yeah. teachers
0: do I'm the same like I like when I do teach the teenagers that I teach I'm always like that to them I was like if you roll your eyes at me today is not going to be a good day I'm like no it's just not happening I was like A I don't get paid enough to deal with that b i'm not your parent or whoever's at home yes and this is not going to go well for you <laughs> if you no don't like like actually them losing their temper i could probably deal with more like that and i have had the idols and it is funny now like i've a because i've been teaching for at this place for so long the students are always like don't roll your eyes again <laughs> uh, but they, like they know that I absolutely And then there'll be somebody new who starts this Got their of attitude and they're like What is it you want me to do and I'm like And then I'll say something and I, I have had the Walking away and the rolling of the eyes and I'm like I'm sorry, do you want to Just come back <laughs> And then in my head I'm like oh, who are you? Why? I know, that's so, yes, the that I
1: can't do. I'm like, I just need everybody to like me. So I'm like, please don't roll your eyes at me. I'm a nice person. And then in, in my head, I'm like, Eileen, don't be a dick. Just like,
0: they can't help it. They're like hormones are everywhere. Hormones, no. But it's like, I couldn't be a teacher just on that. Like, if no, the, the rolling of the, I'd lose, I would lose my shit. <laughs>
1: totally. Oh, it, Yeah, I mean, they're amazing teachers. They really are. And like, I really much prefer to have the teacher in the room because I'm like, you're the expert in your class. Like, you know yeah. them so much better than I do, especially if, it, you know, I'm only going to go in for an hour or, you know, mm-hmm. we're, I'm not working with a group for any length of time. But um, I do love facilitating and I do it in various different kind of guises and realms. Like, I do it in schools and I'm also part of a, of two uh, youth companies just now, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, getting the opportunity to work with all walks of life. You know, I'm working with people just now that are, um well over 60 you know well into the some of them i think must be you know late seventies, maybe 80s um and i love that breadth of experience and stories and attitudes and uh, banter like oh what a joy so i'm so glad it's all back
0: yeah i think that's so important as well like that um i actually kind of i've thought this for a really long time like if we Could find a way, and dance is one of those things that does find a way to merge our age groups, so that that intergenerational stuff can happen. Because actually, if all the generations were to be able to be in a in a room enjoying something, then the conversations that they want to have about the bigger things in life that they are finding difficult or they don't agree with, they might then start to realise that it's not as scary as they think it is, and because they're seeing someone younger who's really. Who can explain it to them in a different way? It just so like, true. yeah. And dance so is true. definitely one of those things that I think is that does that so beautifully. Yeah.
1: And like even thinking about back to like Keely dance, like we we're saying like that kind of just in a circle together, or you know, and patterning up, or like a pre- you know a progressional dance where somebody moves on. Like I, I mean, at Christmas time, I I said to the group at the Theatre Royal, um, so it's young people that are all I think between like twelve and nearly eighteen. Some of them. And I was like, we're going to do a Keely dance. And some of them were like, no, we do that at school. And I was like, whoa, hold the bus, stop. And some of them were really excited. And then I think I put on you know, that Destiny's Child, 12 Days of Christmas.
0: Yeah, it's the,
1: <laughs> it's the worst, best
0: Christmas album that has ever, ever been.
1: <laughs> and then we did like a Kirkassian circle to that. And they were buzzing, everybody was loving it. I was like, see? And, I, you know, you just think like, you know, if you brought then adults into that, space and yeah I mean dance is just I I love dance I really do I'm so grateful that I get to that it's my job that I wear that hat most days and although I'm starting to delve into other realms as well which is you know bringing my experience working in theatre and I've choreographed a lot of musicals um so working with directors and and composers and musical directors like it's just it's great being able to dabble in other realms as well like i'm doing a bit of poetry right now and getting and i wrote some poetry for a audio experience i worked with i know you've had sarah miele on and sarah and i worked on a project last year uh, with callum um they, they, they're both of the audio story company and um we made uh, two audio pieces f- predominantly for older adults to listen to but um well it was made with older adults in mind and um Again, just like, I'm like, I get to do this. Like, this is mad. Like, pinch myself. Like, sometimes, you know, that whole imposter syndrome thing. You're like, Mm -hmm. who let me in? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who's going to tap Mm -hmm. me in the shoulder? Mm I know. (laughs) I do think,
0: I think that's such a Scottish thing as well. Like, I think, I don't want to talk for everybody that I've had, that's been on the podcast, but I know quite a few people that we've had on the podcast that feel the exact same with the imposter syndrome. It hangs, it hangs over us. And I think if you don't haven't gone to the quote-unquote right school or right drama school or you're not from a well-connected family um or you're not in the the crew that's working all the time you know there's a real sense there is a real sense of
1: imposter syndrome oh fuck it oh fuck it is it's bullshit it really is and you know I think I just tend to say yes on the days that I'm feeling gallus and then because of my people. Another brilliant in. Scottish word. <laughs> totally. Bring the ball. Bring the ball. I'm loving it. I mean, you've <laughs> dropped quite a few and I'm
0: absolutely loving it.
1: And they're so not deliberate. I think it's just, these are the words that I use. I actually did a game last night. I don't know if you've ever played the game. Yes, let's. Yes, let's. Uh-huh. So like you're in a circle and somebody's like, let's pick apples from a teeth so you have to mime it but everybody goes yes let's and I'm like ah that really jarred me like that, that sounds, I would never yeah. say yes let's so I said could we just call it morning? then Moon then yeah and the kids were like absolutely so every time like somebody was like we should uh, brush our teeth we're like morning. then <laughs> It's brilliant. It's much, much
0: more sense to me. Do you know? It's so funny you say that because I remember doing a—I was doing like a workshop for a few weeks with a brilliant actor, um, and we were doing some different stuff, and we were talking about action or our lines intention, depending on which um, school of thought you went for, and. Uh, he wrote down his action for this line and read it out and it was I square go you and I went right cool I know exactly how I should feel and so I know exactly if you've done that and you've made me feel that I'm getting square goed." and I've said that I've I've used that as a moment in teaching because I'm like yes that's such a Scottish thing but it's also find a word that works for you that means something because he could it. Have said he could have said to I don't know somebody from Wales ask where go you and they'd be like what or What's an that? American ask where go you and they've not got a clue but you say that and I, I think East Coasters Highlanders let me know if I'm if I'm wrong but it is a very west of Scotland
1: phrase yes oh because even when I said moan then because I was in Irvine teaching so I was like is that a phrase that everybody's familiar and they were like aye great let's go. <laughs> Because yes, let's just wasn't really rolling off the tongue for me. Yes,
0: let's feels very um, old school
1: drama game. <laughs> yes,
0: I okay. mean it was an old
1: school drama game, but I mean sometimes the the old gens are the best. Genes. Oh, sometimes yeah. they are, but like that. Yes, <laughs> let's feels very nineteen seventies. Yes. Oh yes, uh, it just wasn't rolling off the tongue. But more and then was feeling very and then, inspiring <laughs> everybody was feeling very energy, I energized after it. More then. <laughs> um
0: Lisa. I want to just like because you you've you've done so much, and we've talked about the rockets and teaching and just the joy that dance brings but then four years ago 2019 18 you started yeah, 19 you're right hi 19, Aye, 19. Yeah. um you started the podcast the Bro and the brave first I know, of all love it. the name is brilliant <laughs> oh thanks so where, where did the name come because i really love that um i love a, a baby sound Beautiful as as an actor, you know, you kind of look out for words like that and phrases like that. And that kind of plosive is really beautiful.
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of the alliteration, hence the Kennedy cupcakes. The Brave. That. I was that, so. You know what I mean? I'm all about the alliteration. Yeah. Um yeah, the Braun the Brave, um, for anybody who doesn't know, is a podcast about people and their passions. See? i I'm all over it. <laughs> and it uh, I actually started life as a blog. So I just wanted a hobby because as we do in the arts we have hobbies and then they turn into jobs <laughs> although the guitar so playing sh- definitely not turned into a job because I can only play four chords so nobody's paying me to play that <laughs> it's, so true. it's all the different
0: hats that you wear in the I arts like,
1: cool I'll just maybe just
0: start doing that just to see what happens
1: oh shit I'm now doing that as a job cool
0: cool <laughs> <laughs>
1: correct so I was like I would like a hobby and because of the opportunities I'm starting to get as a choreographer, you know, I started working on shows at the Tron, which was amazing, uh, working with Lisa Keenan, who directed some of the shows uh, upstairs in the Tron at Christmas for We Are People, so I did Snow Pals, that was my first one that I did with Lisa, you um, know, that was my first kind of professional job working with uh, a composer, so I worked with Gary Cameron, and I just had an amazing time working with these interesting people, in it I just wanted to know more, but there's never an opportunity necessarily to sit down and go, so tell me your story, like we are now. So um, I'm just nosy and I wanted to know more and um, I decided to do this blog. So it was kind of like, I had a wee dictaphone I met. The first person I interviewed for the blog was my friend Deborah MacArthur um, and we sat in a cafe and we just blathered, and she told me it all about, because I'm like, you're my pal and how do I not know all this stuff? Like, how do I not know where you studied and what your first job was? And Because um, we'd worked on a freelance job together, and then she ended up at the Tron. And so, yeah, So I did maybe about six or seven of those, but like I do, I've been agonised over every sentence that I was writing. Um, loved the process of chatting and and listening back to the conversation, but just felt as if I wasn't capturing the essence of the person in my writing. Um, got a lo- lovely feedback from it, but just, um, yeah, and I, finding the time to write those blog posts was... Getting harder and harder. So, anyway, I listened to loads of podcasts and was commuting quite a lot. And my mum actually said to me, Why don't you just make the Braun the Brave a podcast? Because you're always talking about, Did you hear this in a podcast once? So, um and now that's my favourite phrase, Oh, that person's been on my podcast. They're like, <laughs> to See the eye rolls of some people like there yeah, She's talking about that podcast again. <laughs> but I just love it. I love it. I totally love it. I forget that it's not my job. I don't make any money off the podcast. I mean, I've had some amazing opportunities off the back of it, which have, you know, being paid opportunities but um, the actual podcast itself is is a hobby Um, and I'm so grateful to those people that have been able to give of their time and their energy and I say that when you know I message people I'm like I can't pay you to do this so I totally get if you just don't have the space or time right now because usually a, a lot of the time I am asking freelancers Um, It's not, I mean, it's not predominantly an arts podcast, although there has been a lot of people working the arts on it, um, because it's just about people and their passions, so I've had people that have started charities on it, I've had uh, Bruce Smart, who went around the world on his motorbike, like, I've just had people who are passionate on it, and that's anybody, like, we've all got something that we're into, so I'll say, like, anybody could come on this podcast, I just try and get, like, a plethora of, like, different worlds and different genres and stories, that's kind of how I try and play it, but um yeah you play it really well it's
0: a beautiful mix of people oh, thanks yeah no it really is like um because it's in the best way like I am um, when you're listening from episode to episode it's it's not like you're kind of going oh cool so it's always going to be about the arts or it's always going to be it's because it is as you say it's about people's passions so it's just really really totally. lovely that it's such a mix
1: that's kind thank you yeah just it's, um, it's true I appreciate that because, uh, you know, you, you start to overthink these things or I do because I'm like got a pure degree in overthinking um, or overhinking. <laughs> Mindful. <laughs> oh, God. Like, see what I could get done if I just stopped thinking. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's lovely that these other opportunities. So I've done a couple of uh, live in conversations with, and that's through North Asia Council, which have they've kindly um, made that possible. Um, so I've got one coming up in about four weeks' time with Blythe Duff, which will be really great. Amazing, I'm really Amazing. looking forward to it. So yeah, I, I mean, I've spoken to Blythe online during the pandemic. We did a chat, but I've never we've met in life in real life very, very briefly at a, an event for Ukraine. But it'll just be lovely to sit down and just hear our story. And I think you know a lot of people don't necessarily don't I'll know Blythe from Taggart but they maybe not necessarily know like the amazing career the and the wealth of experience and knowledge that she has so really yeah. looking forward to that and it's just a totally different vibe in terms of being in person with a, an audience there so mm-hmm. totally stepping out of my comfort zone totally learning on the job not like claiming to know or be the expert but I guess you've got to start somewhere in north asia council and predominantly marie blackwood who's um made this happen i'm so grateful because i'm like you've put a lot of trust in me to make these go well and happen (laughs) so i think that's amazing
0: that's amazing amazing. and well done um well done a council as well for actually taking something that is about a culture and just storytelling which is obviously a huge part of scotland's um history and part of our our way that we, the, we the, yeah, that our culture, I guess, like as many, many cultures are, we all of us are storytellers at the end of the absolutely, day. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Right. And like that, that's gonna be my fourth one. Um, the first one was with Johnny McKnight, which was amazing and it was in Soulcoats and there was people that Johnny had worked with and I think it was like Safeway or something had came uh-huh. to see him and it, it was just like a lovely experience and everybody chatting at the end uh, and Matt Hickman, Brown Bear, we did one in Vikingar um, and then the last one I did was with Horse McD- Donald's, um, and then this one with Blythe. So in in lovely venues, but this one's going to be at the Harbour Art Centre on the fifteenth of April. You're just lovely, it there and all that. Um, I was going to so, ask, anyway <laughs> no, but I'll put. You know, plug, um, plug, plug. plug, plug, plug <laughs> Absolutely,
0: and um, we'll pop the link for tickets in uh, this week's show notes as well. For oh, everyone. that's kind.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it would just be lovely to to have that audience for Blythe because I know she's she's a great storyteller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's brilliant
1: I think uh, oh that would be lovely but you know if these opportunities they they come and go and it's amazing but I will never I don't see me excuse me stopping doing the podcast because I love it and I sometimes have to remind myself like this doesn't pay your bills Lisa because I could literally sit and do this all day long and I know I'm chatting a lot to you because you asked me to come on your podcast but I do listen I promise (laughs) So on the podcast, it's definitely about the other person's story. Um <laughs> well, it's definitely not you. It me. is about you, Lisa
0: Kennedy. It is about you. Um <laughs> oh so God, please don't, No, uh, it's all about you. It's your birthday. <laughs> is it? Oh no, I better not sing. Um
1: so, you know, song we'll get I know I'll get it I'm
0: again, yeah. Um, no, it's it's important though that you get to have that moment too. Mm. Because as a podcast host, you are holding everything together and you're, but you are, you're holding it all together in that way of like, you are asking the next question that will lead on to something else and all of that. Um, but it's also, it should be really nice that you get to be celebrated. So
1: hopefully you're feeling celebrated today, Lisa. I, I, I absolutely am. Because like every time, you know, I've I've been asked to do a couple of podcasts and right away you just want to say, no, like, why are you asking me? Get somebody better. Because you'll know this because people will say that. And you're like, oh, I, I, so I know it from that perspective. When I ask somebody and they're like, oh, God, like, I've got nothing to say. I don't know. I, I haven't, like, I'm not interested. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you absolutely are. So I try and put myself there and go, listen, you, that's really kind of somebody that you wants you to come on their podcast and wants to have that conversation with you. Just get out, get out your own way. And I think that's a lot of the time. I am in my own way. And I don't know if people realise that because, you know, social media and all that, I look very confident and lots of things, and I'm putting lots of things out. But that's only on the days that I'm gallous. A lot of the other time, I'm like questioning my life choices and going, oh, you have a clue and you're not very interested. And, uh, so, yeah. So I think it's just about, yeah, being a bit gallous and just going with that on the days that you feel that you're a bit braver, hence the Brawn the Brave. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: I do. I like, I think everybody probably gets that. Absolutely mm. gets it. And I definitely get it. I also am with you. I could do this all the time.
1: So good, isn't it?
0: People are just fascinating. Uh-huh.
1: It's I such a people.
0: privilege. I, I find it such a privilege to chat to the people who have come on, who, as you say, are giving up their time and um, sharing their wisdom and their, their moments and sometimes their vulnerability. And I just find that really beautiful and really inspiring in, in so many different ways. It's just like, it's such a privilege to do this and that, you know we're the same we don't get paid for the podcast the podcast is just another way of putting something out there
1: for people yeah. that are needing it. yeah but i mean it brings so much joy i to mean it'd be great life. if
0: somebody wants to give
1: us some money that'd be brilliant i <laughs> uh, put that out in the world <laughs> Thoughts become things and all that <laughs> yeah. you like, we're not we're not saying no to that um but I know, like, I'm, you're spot on, absolutely. All those things, like, I, I love it. And I find myself talking about the people that I've met all the time to friends and family and anybody that'll listen, you know, because I just find people's stories fascinating, I think. And that that craft of storytelling, keep that alive. And it's great to be able to do it online. I'm so appreciative that we've been able to do it um, today online. But equally, I'm I'm excited that we're able to do it in real life again as well. So I think it's nice having that flexibility. Like I'm still doing some online for sure. But today, actually, somebody's coming to the house, and it's so cool because basically, very early on in my choreography career, I choreographed for a tribute band, and it was a kitty. It was so it was a Pussycat Dolls, but it was a, they were called the Kitty Cat Dolls. Love it, loved it. And uh, Scott, who is still producing tribute acts is coming to the house today, and I haven't seen him for years amazing I love it just like it's so lovely and obviously during the pandemic you know like we weren't allowed to be in the same room and all that so so yeah it's just presented so many opportunities just to meet like-minded people but also to have my eyes open to worlds that I know nothing about I've had folk on the podcast that do amazing things I'm like geez, oh that's that also that that makes me go I've achieved nothing in my life because <laughs> you look at these people and they're like God, see you're doing such amazing things, and um, but it does—it definitely is inspiring, and it, it kind of just encourages you to keep going after your goals, whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Not hold yeah. yourself back.
0: Yeah, I oh, love that. I love yeah. that. And you've done loads, and I think this is the thing as well in the arts that we have this thing as well of, oh, because society is like oh, you're just jumping about, you're not actually doing anything, you're just jumping just play about. Playing at shops yeah yeah I'm just playing at shops um but it's I think we forget actually what we do give and what we can give and you know um it's something that I'm I've said it before I'm super passionate about it like that everybody should get to see themselves on stage or screen at one point in their life so that awesome. they don't feel alone and that they know that they are what they're experiencing, they're not the first person to go through that, and there is always a way. How how do you navigate yourself in that? And I think it's super important, no matter um, where you come from, no matter your background, no matter your sexual orientation, or where you sit in the gender binary, you should see yourself on stage, um, or I'm in nodding a, profusely, or in a, a piece of music, or
1: in a piece of dance, like it, or in literature. You should you should be able to see yourself. 100% I couldn't agree more and that's <clears throat> the whole privilege of holding space for people as well like um, you know just making something together and also just leaving stuff at the door as well as inviting it in as well and exploring it but equally you know just that escapism of making something together and just making for the sake of making you know with the poetry and stuff that I write and you know I do put it out in the world because I, I hope that it resonates with somebody and they get some sort of joy out of it but you know it is just my wee five minutes or ten minutes of just getting out my own head or even just exploring what's in my head and putting it on paper and um yeah it's like a cathartic experience and I think that's what I enjoy most about holding space for other people and creating stuff together that they can just be themselves or slash be somebody else in that space I mean Or, or explore a different side of themselves that they didn't know that they had and that is the privilege of also working with professionals but also non-professionals like people that just because everybody's creative everybody's got the ability it's just whether they've been able to had the opportunity to access that yes you know I love it I love it
0: it's um, so important oh my god I could talk to you for literally hours but um, well you know I could
1: talk to you for hours because <laughs> I mean
0: <laughs> I'm more than happy so I know that you listen to the podcast, um, so I don't need to give you the whole spiel as to why we are called Persistent and Nasty. Um, I feel like I've not even finished all of my questions that I wanted to ask you. Oh, actually, before. Has there been, for you, a couple of moments when you have been doing the podcast with people? You don't need to say which uh, guest it was. That It's kind of like you've been so moved, taken aback, that you're like, I can't believe somebody's just shared that
1: with me in that moment. Yeah, several times, actually. Um, And I think that's, um, I think it's important to um, obviously hold that space for somebody. It's such a responsibility as well, if it's something that's quite, you know, upsetting or moving or... um, and. Yes, you should try and not make it about you and be professional and all that. But also, I'm just like, it's just the human in you. Yeah, do you know that connection that you have with somebody in the moment? Um, and it has happened, <clears throat> sorry, online, but it also has happened, I'm going to cough, <clears throat> sorry, in person as well. Um, several times, I mean, I, people are flashing up in my head, the stories. And I, I guess when you ask somebody to go on the podcast, you don't know the full story. I mean, some people I've never met and I've yet to meet. Um, but something's just clicked for me, you know, watching their stuff on social media or looking at their website, or they've worked with somebody that I know, or um and but you don't know the full story, and you still don't know the full story. Obviously, it's an hour, like you cram in what you can, or you, you sometimes you go down a tangent that you didn't expect, and that's also a joy. But yeah, there's been many moments when I'm like, geez oh. Like, A, you're amazing, this person. Uh, B, like, I'm so thankful that you've felt that you could share it in that moment. And I guess it's that conversation afterwards, like, are you happy that this thing goes out in the world? And I'll say to people, like, I always send them an edit afterwards, like a private link, just to make sure they're happy. And some folk are like, well, I'm no one to listen to my voice. And I'm like, I get it. But equally, you know, you you, you have the right to say, I was happy in the moment but actually but that really happens really I think people are just um are far more open than I am and I am learning to be better better at that because of the people that interview because I find that I can be I wouldn't say guarded but I'm a worrier so I would worry that I would share something that and then I'm like oh nobody needs nobody nobody wants to know that nobody's interested blah blah, blah. so I just have always in awe of people who can be that vulnerable and that open um so yeah I've been moved on several occasions and been inspired for sure there's countless people on the podcast that have shared stuff that I'm like you are something else like you've you've blown me away that's
0: yeah I mean I feel all the same you'll be the same
1: you'll be the same no doubt yeah just the things that have been discussed but also
0: just you saying right now about you worrying about it as well like you've just been really like vulnerable in that because there'll be so many people listening who will totally get that and feel the exact same way like we've all been there of going fuck why did I say that or like oh my god like that's not what I meant or you've said something and then you go away and like the two days later you're like was that the right thing to say why did I I say that Welcome to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's again, it's that thing I think when we share these moments, it's that people think, Oh, okay. It's not just in my head. Mm.
1: Yeah, totally. I like to like that whole thing being seen and being understood. Like if you if somebody goes, I by the way, and I think that's with the poetry. Sometimes I share stuff through the poetry that I wouldn't necessarily sit and talk about. Um, but the minute somebody says, Oh, I feel seen, and I'm like, There, there it is. Like that's I'm. I'm sorry. You, you also have that thing like overthinking or whatever. But equally, it's lovely that somebody's like, ah, you've totally got me, and you. We have not even met, and I'm like, that's that's a great thing. And more talking, more sharing for sure. Like nothing bad can come of that.
0: No, no.
1: Um, the, in the poetry, have you um, always written poetry? Pretty much, I, I, and I didn't realise that I had, but like I think I've, I remember I won a competition when I was in primary school uh, would to write, would write a poem, I don't know if there was like a kind of um brief, but I ended up writing it from the perspective of Anne Frank, and I won some North Lanarkshire schools poetry thing, um, so I think I've always dabbled. I. Did used to sing and my sister and I used to gig and stuff. So I wrote a lot of songs when I was younger. Um, that music was definitely a focus before the dance for a, well before the dance became the the job. Um, so I've written a lot of songs at my time. But the poetry, the last kind of, I don't know, seven year maybe I started writing like a hug mini. Poem, like just a kind of reflective thing of the year, and it became a wee tradition. And then I think just the the pandemic and having a bit more time to just do stuff for me, I started writing more poems. And um yeah, just in recent times, I've just felt more. It, it, they come as they come. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like I'm writing one now, and I put a wee snippet out of the day, and I just share them. I don't keep them for good. You know, when you get like an outfit. And you're like, I'll keep that for a night. Yeah. Like, just. Just Put it out, just wear it. I'll
0: need need to go check. Um, because I was actually about to, I will be sharing, um, with everyone your brilliant uh poem for International Women's Day,
1: which is beautiful. How good was that though? Every day was pretty amazing. Like, I I put this out thinking, oh, they'll so it was basically, um, women that had been on the podcast, I reached out to them and I was like, everybody's gonna be like, what is she wanting now? She's always asking us something. Like, we went on our podcast once and she's still is a hassle slipping into the dms but no like o- over 30 people come back saying yeah i'll record a line so yeah i had to actually write more lines of the poem did you yeah yeah so i know the poem off by heart the original yeah. version but huh version i've still to learn that because i wrote it because i was like i didn't want to say no, no you can't do this because there's not enough lines so i wrote more lines for the poem so
0: well, it's beautiful. and oh. it, was, it was really lovely because uh, Jennifer Bates, one of my besties, is in it and that's where we facing them.:
1: She's <laughs> some human, isn't she? She's I amazing. Know. We did a project uh, years ago before, like pre-pandemic together and I just, she's awesome. She is awesome. She really is. I love her a lot. Awesome. <laughs> I was talking about her yesterday actually, uh, to somebody and telling them how awesome she was. She really is. I got pure emotional there. I was like, oh, "She is. She really <laughs> is. Totally." She's, yeah. spot she, on. she's just
0: brilliant. Um. Okay. So. Yes. Finishing up. Uh, Lisa Kennedy of the Bra and the Brave podcast and a, choreographer, teacher, poet, fucking incredible human. What does the phrase "persistent and nasty" mean to you?
1: Wowzers. I mean, first of all, what a phrase, persistent and nasty. Um, it's a, I, it's, some people
0: hate it. Some people really hate it. Do Yeah, some people really hate it. It's really funny. What? Yeah.
1: I think for me, it's like the bra and the brave, right? In the sense that, so if I'm thinking just about myself, because I can't speak for other people, um, I, want, I
0: want it from you absolutely so yeah
1: okay because I'm like <laughs> other people are black, just you don't talk for me you talk for yourself um, so I'm thinking it along the lines of the brawn the brave I named it the Braun the brave I think you know doing kind of my own psychology on it because I don't necessarily think of myself as brawn brave and I hoped that in talking to these people that you know it would push me and inspire me as a byproduct, obviously, to be more brawn brave, or I think I've just learned that through talking to other people that I can be a bit more brawn brave, whatever that definition is. So I think persistent and nasty for me is the same thing. I think I'm quite persistent in the sense that I, you know, I will go after things or I'll put my cell in the mix um, and then worry about it later, kind of thing. So that persistence to to keep doing what I love to do, um, I think there's something in there. Um, if I was giving myself a wee Pat on the back for two seconds and then going, oh, don't pat yourself on the back. But yeah, I think I'm quite persistent in that sense. Nasty, I th- I feel that like that gives me a vibe of like, you know, that, that bravery, that, and that energy and that sass, not there yet. Okay. I'd like to be, I'd like to definitely be both of those things. I'd like to be persistent and nasty. Don't feel that I'm there yet. But I think getting older, so I turned 40 last year, I think I'm, learning that I can be who I am and say what I think and not I don't need to necessarily worry if it's the right thing Mm -hmm. Mm because I'm the person who likes to do the right thing all the time and that's just that's innate in me it's not like I'm trying to be somebody else but um so, yeah, I'm definitely going to aim to be more persistent and nasty in this next chapter of my life. So thanks for inspiring me. <laughs> you are more
0: than welcome. Thanks for inspiring
1: me. I don't know if that was a load of nonsense, but
0: it was no, genuine. It was, genu- no, I it think was it makes, genuine. It was
1: just me trying to figure it out.
0: No, I think it makes total sense. And I think probably lots of people feel that that um, sense of, yeah, because the nasty is definitely an energy, right? Mm-hmm. There's definitely an energy and I don't always feel the nasty um, because it depends on what it is. But it's really interesting what you've said about, you know, getting older. And I think as you get older, you start to give less fucks.
1: Yeah, which I really do like admire, like working with older people and they just say what they think, you know, and it's just like, I'm not happy. Right. (laughs) Whereas I'm just like, I'll make myself fit and do any situation and I'll make uh, if it, if the energy's off I'll make it about me and I'll make I'll think well this is my fault so I must fix this mm-hmm. whereas some other people uh, and not necessarily I'm not being ageist not of a certain age but I think there is something that comes with being a bit older that you're just like ah I'm just going to tell it like it is and I think that's alright I think you stop putting as much pressure on yourself correct what right. does that feel what does that feel like because I don't know what that looks like
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still working on that myself, but um mm. I think there is something about giving yourself a bit more grace.
1: Yes. Yeah, because it's a, it's the very thing you'll tell everybody else to do. It I'm I'm, I'm good at all the advice. Like, um, I'll talk a good game, but whether I'll do it for myself <laughs> is another thing. And I understand it's like the whole self-care thing and all that. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand the benefits of it. So just do it as I sit here with a bottle of water that I haven't drank <laughs> do you know what I mean get it done make it happen like stop saying all the right things and actually do it so yeah I'm definitely going to try and be more persistent and nasty as I move into my well this is my 40th year I guess no please don't say 41 it feels a bit <laughs> too... yeah, right, don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to ride on the wave of being 40 that feels like I mean but welcome to the, the club vibes. thanks the club. Um, it's actually all right I promise it's actually okay good I'm just I'm just like I just like the party vibes of 40 like the nice lunches and going for dinners and Do went it. to London right. to see Hamilton like I'm just I'm staying on there for my for as long as I can before I have to yeah, get to 41 and I mean,
0: then mine, mine was in lockdown so I'm just kind of what like it? so you yeah,
1: get to I'm just I think you extend yours then I'm just like I'll just start
0: doing it again fine. correct correct re- redo it um <laughs> Lisa Kennedy, thank you so much for um, joining me today and for everybody listening. All the links um, for the Evening with Blythe Duff um, on the 15th of April. 15th of April at 7.30 at the Harbour Arts Centre. Harbour Arts Centre and I'll be putting in the link to the Brawn the Brave podcast um, so you all can get listening to that. Although I know for a fact that quite a few of our listeners are already listeners of the bra Cheers, the pals he's yeah, a bra yeah, pals So another beautiful thing I do love about our lovely community our arts community in Scotland is the support and the sharing that everybody yes. gives each other it's a beautiful thing
1: and can I just say you're doing amazing things I'm so in awe of you so thank you for, this has been a total joy and a total privilege like I'm well chuffed to be oh. on this amazing podcast and just keep doing what you're doing it's awesome it's oh. bra Oh. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Thanks. um,
0: Thanks. I need to get better. At, that's why I need to get better at is taking a compliment. Thank, you. You, Thank have, you. Good. Well done, you. Good for you. Take Thank it. You. Have it. It's yours. Until next time,
1: lovely listeners. Stay, Stay nasty. nasty. Yes. I did it like Strictly Come Dancing vibes there. Stay nasty. I loved it. Seven. <laughs> <laughs>